You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Jason T. Gaffney, how do you do today, sir? Doing pretty well. My husband and I voted (gasps) the other day. Voted for president? Yep. Well, congratulations, you damn American. Well done. Thanks. You voted for Trump, obviously. No, I voted for Joe Biden. Fuck Trump. Okay, I... I just wanted to give you an opportunity to say that one more time. Yeah, vote for Biden. Okay. Well, since you say so, I will. I have been on the fence. I was one of those undecided voters until this very minute. But for you, because I value your friendship, I will. There's no fucking undecided voters in this country. I have been working so hard. You have had four years to watch this train wreck. I know. You're still undecided? Who could You really think this train wreck for another four years would be good? I have no idea the kind of person. Like, I I try to reach across whatever and figure out common things and whatever shit, but goddamn, who could look at these two and not decide? Yeah. That, I, I, I can even, I can even understand a Trump voter. I cannot understand an undecided voter in this situation. You know, but anyway, so it's awesome that you voted and you and you went to a, a Dropbox, did you? I did. I went to a Dropbox location. They are safe and secure. They, mm-hmm. We are recommending that folks, um, if you have a mail-in ballot, get it in. If you're going to use the mail, get it in before the 15th of October. After the 15th, there's a gamble as to whether it will show up or not, mm. because Trump has done his best to destroy the post office, mm-hmm. uh, which is un-American and terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm still not decided on that. So what we're recommending is dropping in a Dropbox location. If your state does not have Dropbox locations, we're recommending bringing it to the Board of Elections if you can. Or if or you're like Texas, to... or if you're in Texas, then there's one Dropbox per county because of their governor. Because well, the governor, Democratic. the reason the governor did that is because the race is razor thin in Texas this year. Oh, I they know. They're terrified. I, the they're Republicans ter- are doing everything, including propping up Kanye West to... <laughs> To steal Democratic votes or to make sure they don't get in in the first place. So I hope that people see past that and uh, get their vote heard anyway. Yeah, yeah. And vote down ballot. The people in the local elections have way more effect on your life than Trump and the presidency. They still have plenty of power over your life, the federal stuff. But the local races, the mayor, the city council people, those are the people that affect the potholes in the road or mm-hmm. the homelessness and how we handle it or, you know, local school stuff. Like, it really matters. Yeah. I will be voting down ticket. I promise you. And for every proposition and judge. How do, yes. how do you vote for judges? Because I, I, I tell you, which I, I, I take whichever name sounds more minority and I vote for that one. So I used to do that. And then I started Googling. And seeing who endorsed. And ah. generally, if an LGBTQ group endorses them and not the fucking... Not the log cabin log Republicans. Republicans. We know, no. we know you're they, not talking about them. <laughs> if they've endorsed them, I go away from them. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to endorse the people like the Stonewall Democrats or the LGBTQ Democratic Party, like any of those groups. 
or I look for people who I know and support in the house and the Senate. Like, you know, if, if Elizabeth Warren, if Bernie Sanders, if Maxine Waters, if, uh, you know, Adam Schiff, like those folks have endorsed someone, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I then am inclined to do a little more digging mm-hmm. and then, but generally vote for those folks. Okie dokie. Well, that was our weekly uh, let's vote before we all lose our minds segment of the show. Shall we talk about the bright spot? Yes. All right. I have what I think is a really nice bright spot this week. Okay. And it comes right here from California. Uh, Our bright spot this week is Mitchell Couch of Lemoore, California. Okay. Okay. He is a building inspector who is also an amateur carpenter. Okay. And he has kids who, for the first time in their lives, are doing remote learning like many, many millions of people do, right? And so he was looking around at his house and recognizing that there's no real classroom set up because, you know, the classroom's at school, not there at the house. And so what he ended up doing with his, you know, amateur carpentry skills is making a couple of little desks for his kids that have little cubby holes in them and stuff. And they're and they're small, but they're um, just workable little desks that have a little storage space in them and they fold up easily, you know, and he shared that on social media and has now gotten just been inundated with requests for the plans for those and just comments about how useful that is and how needed that is because so many millions of families are in a position where they have their kids at home doing school and they're doing them on the kitchen table or on a bed or you know, in some area that really is not designed for that and has to be packed up all the time because some because the thing for which it's used for, it needs to be used for again. And so can you imagine, I don't have kids, but the chaos of that on top yeah. of the difficulty of remote learning in the first place. So he made these, you know, desks and has shared the plans openly, but also has created a, um, I wouldn't say company, but his friends in Lamora, California, who have a, a, a market, said that they would cover the cost of 35 more desks if he would make them, and he jumped at that chance. But now it's gotten it's gotten so wildly popular, and so many people want them, that they're doing a GoFundMe for the Couch Factory. That is their GoFundMe. It's the Couch Factory. You can find them. And he's just making these desks now because so many people need them and want them, and they're so useful, you know? So it's the bright spot today because it was just such a lovely, I thought, moment of a person who saw a need, filled it, and then helped others do it too. And it's a small thing, but it's such a big thing too, because it's a it's a yep. it's a community building exercise in a place where our community, in a lot of places, has been ripped away from us. So anything yeah. that people are doing to reach out to other people and do those kinds of community. Uh, strengthening things, I think are beautiful. So, Mr. Couch, you are our uh, bright spot this week, and thank you for all you do. If you want to look into the Couch Factory, that is the GoFundMe. You can go to GoFundMe and look for the Couch Factory and uh, donate to that project because he's just doing that now with his time off. (laughs) I think that's great. Um, So that's what I have for the bright spot. Uh, Would you like to talk about whatever the hell else we're going to talk about today? Yes, let's go to... um... Kind of a special episode today. All right. You said it was going to have to do with idiocy, so I always do enjoy those. Uh, yes, those indeed. Moments. So let's uh, let's talk about it. What we got? All right. Dead frogs. Okay. Netflix passwords. Okay. Get off that boat. 
Holy fuck. Uh, I don't know. Are we talking about Magnolia, maybe? Is it coming to Netflix? That's right. Yay! We're going to talk about some of the most crazy laws that have been on the books in the United States. Oh, of course. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I got it. I got it perfectly right. I was exactly right. What is Magnolia? That movie, the the Paul Thomas Anderson movie with the raining. It rains frogs. (laughs) It's not going to stop till you rise up. What? It's a... I just, that was a, I, I don't know what else I can do for you, Jason. That was an exactly <laughs> perfect rendition and explanation of that movie. I think everyone who's listening is like, I don't even know what movie this is. Not everyone who's seen Magnolia. <laughs> they're like, they're just, they're imagining right now Tom Cruise crying with that little headset on. That's what's happening. Tom Cruise is in it. Yes. Oh, so there's a chance they might have actually seen this. <laughs> there was a big movie. <laughs> It rained frogs, and maybe it came to Netflix. It might be on Netflix. I don't know where it is. That's so weird. It's probably on some obscure channel somewhere. It's, like it's Paul Thomas Anderson. All right, he's an Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah, so you know, some obscure channel. Yeah, the, but yeah, people who were alive in the '90s know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not you, obviously. You're <laughs> too would... young. Clearly, you're too fucking young for this. Okay, congratulations. It's the third episode of our new pandemic edition, and it's the first time you've called me old. So that's great. <laughs> I was 5 to 15 during the 90s. <laughs> I was young to middle-aged in the 90s. <laughs> all right. So from what I could find on the internet, and we all know that the internet is never filled with lies. No. Was that there's some really wacky laws out there on the books. I've heard something of it. I think that there was a um, a bathroom reader once that I oh. that had a few pages on this. <laughs> I believe that. So some of the stories do not come with a bit of a backstory, and some do. Okay. So we're going to explore both of them because some of the laws are just so wild that they need to be shared, and I just can't even imagine how it was created. And some we're just going to have to take at face value. Like, yeah, you can't not you cannot ride an emu downtown in Provo, Utah. Fine, deal. <laughs> I I don't know that one, but it seems like plausible because of how specific you were. (laughs) Well, let's just say that I learned the hard way. Let's move on. (laughs) I will say this, though. All of the laws I'm going to talk about are amusing. Okay, good. (laughs) So if you're not amused, that's on you. Yes. Um, (laughs) If you're not amused, you're probably undecided in the election. Right. You probably have no sense of humor or sense of direction in your or morals. Yeah. So let's dive in, shall we? Yes, let's do. Let's do. Unless it's against the law. No, it's not. Fine. At least in this state. Okay. So first, I mentioned dead frogs, right? Yeah, you did. It led me down kind of a path, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's seen Magnolia. Lots and lots and lots of people have seen Magnolia. Okay. Amy Mann did the song. They had a whole montage of all Who's the stars. She's a singer, goddamn you! And she, they just she did the song, and they had the montage where they're all singing along. It was really weird, and the frogs were raining. <clears throat> Gonna be a montage, a montage. Everyone's seen that movie. Oh yeah, World, World Police, Police, yes, Team America. It's great. We're singing. I I, I loved that moment because we were both singing different songs at the same time. <laughs> What's that called when that happens? It's two different... It's uh, called Confusing Audio Podcast. No, it's, 
in Annie Get Your Gun, there's a like, we'll have an old fashioned wedding. And she's like, I want a wedding in a big church and a bride made. And they sing it at well, the same time. It's and the it's same called song, something. though. I know, but it's two different melodies and speeds at the same time. So there's a special word for it. Oh, I, I don't know. If you're listening and you know the special word, please don't keep it to yourself. Please share it with us. So, dead frogs, right? Yes, yes, right. That's right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Calaveras County, California, uh-huh. or the CCC, I don't I, know. I was trying for something. That. I, that's, that's not what anybody says. Everybody calls it that. Nobody's seen Magnolia. Get with the program. <laughs> well, in CCC, they apparently have a frog jumping contest every year. I think I know that because of a Mark Twain story. I think someone mentioned Mark Twain at some point okay. in this in my search, and I just left it out because I was like, Mark Twain? Uh, uh. <laughs> Literature, I can't. No, I love Mark <laughs> Twain. Too, like, But he did a lot of... I don't know. He's, got, he's probably going to be an episode. I feel like he's done some sordid things, hasn't he? I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. He was a nonconformist, which, I mean, at the time, wearing white year-round was by itself. Fucking rude. It's Labor Day. It's after Labor Day. How could you? How could you? <laughs> I write books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect uh, accent rendition right there. You're all welcome. It's, yeah, it was just like an incredible impression of Hal Holbrook doing it. You don't even know who that is, probably. I Child. I Child. <laughs> Go ahead. All anyway, right. What's going on in Calaveras County, California? So, according to HistoryCollection.com, one of the websites I looked at, in 2007, over 4,000 frogs were entered into this contest. Okay. Do all these frogs have... Okay. I have questions. Do the frogs enter themselves? And do... No. (laughs) All of these frogs have an individual owner? I think so. A person can enter one frog in this this contest, and they got 4,000 people... To enter one that frog is, in this contest? That is my belief. All right. Part B. How the fuck do you figure out which frog is yours at the end? Um, I don't know. Okay, fine. Continue. I, I also don't know <laughs> if the contest is how far the frog can jump in one jump or how fast. I guess they don't make them do it all at once. That's a key. <laughs> <laughs> but they are jumping okay. and we are judging. Got it. So... In 1957, a new state law was enacted. Quote, if such a frog dies or is killed, it may not be eaten or otherwise used for any purpose. End quote. What purpose other than food? That's what I need to know. I don't know. Jason. I honestly, I have no, no one knows why this law was passed or what caused it. There is a damn backstory there. But most of the folks who bring frogs to this competition really aren't planning on eating their frogs. I'm assuming these are like pet frogs. Like, why would you eat your pet? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what's funny is that farmers tend to think of chickens as, you know, almost pets. Maybe not. They're, you know, livestock, sure. But they eat their babies. They keep the egg-producing version of the animal. And then they eat the babies. They don't eat the babies. An egg isn't a baby. An egg is a baby. It's an no, entire chicken not. in there. It's not fertilized. There's no baby. What do they have the cock for then? The cock would fertilize the eggs, but they don't sleep with the chickens to get the eggs. Really? Why do they even have a cock? In case they want to sleep with them to make eggs for babies. 
Oh, in case they want more chickens. Yes. At some point, we're going to need more chickens because these mothers are just they're running out of energy. Got it. Either way, until the chick is born, it's not a baby. It's still a fetus. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, chickenness begins at hatch, I guess. Fine. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so this just is just what other... I would expect that kind of opinion from you. <laughs> this is a fun It's a chicken's choice. <laughs> so, all right, instead of uh eating or other purposes, mm-hmm. apparently they must destroy the frog as quickly as possible. What? Again, oh, if the I'm... frog dies. Yeah, I'm not sure why they decided this. I have to guess it has to do something with superstitions, like, ooh, a frog died jumping on the field. We have to kill it, so burn it. It's already dead. You can't kill a dead thing. We have to burn <laughs> it as quickly as possible so that like it's bad, dead energy doesn't fuck over the rest of the frogs. I see. Well, maybe this is where the phrase beating a dead frog came from, and they wanted to put a kibosh on that. Is it the movie Magnolia? Did that come from that? I'm just, you know, if it's kind of good <laughs> that we're not in the same room anymore. Because honestly, I'd be punching you. Oh, well, that's sad for you. I did <laughs> I like, like to say, though, if a frog dies, they croak. And I wonder if that's where oh. it came from. <laughs> I'm just angry at myself for not saying it. Go it's ahead. okay. Thank you. So speaking of superstitions, let's head on over to Indiana. Okay. I don't know what Indiana has to do with superstitions, but sure. Well, in 1939, the town of French Lick Springs, which is just an amazing name. It sure is. Would pass a law about black cats and Friday the 13th. Okay. It is illegal for a black cat to not wear a bell on Friday the 13th. In French Lick Springs, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'll make sure to abide by that, I suppose. I guess on Friday the 13th, it was freaking so many people out. Well, here, quote from historycollection.com, quote, according to a 1942 New York Times article, it was a war measure to alleviate mental strain upon the populace. Presumably, hearing a cat's bell, residents could avoid one crossing their path and bringing bad luck. The article also mentions that when the law wasn't enforced in 1941, a number of minor mishaps occurred, end quote. (laughs) I love it. I just like the idea of all the townsfolks being like, we didn't do the law in 1941, and then I stubbed my toe. I I saw a black cat, and then I got myself paper cut. That (laughs) got to be related. I saw a black cat, it crossed my past, then I got real drunk. And then I walked down a flight of stairs with my face first. It must be the cat. (laughs) You can't tell me them things ain't related. (laughs) It's not like booze would make me do that. (laughs) Listen, all I'm saying is I saw a black cat and then I beat my kids to death. Okay? (laughs) We need to enforce the law. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, kids. You took it. I was going to go with, uh, I saw a black cat and then I smashed everything in my house in an uncontrollable rage, but I, you, you, you took it a step further. No, my, my humor needs a body count. <laughs> so, all right. You got to love it when rational folks have the power to make laws that affect our daily lives, right? Um, if that ever happens in my lifetime, I'll let you know. Yeah. So this is exactly like how in in 1895, the great state of Wisconsin banned the sale of margarine. Okay. 
That makes a lot of sense. This is just off the top of my head. This is very much in terms of like, they make a lot of butter in Wisconsin and they don't want no artificial crap coming in and taking their market share. That's how I feel. So to be fair, you could buy margarine, but it needed to be, it needed to be white and it was, it had a super heavy tax. Like you couldn't make it look yellow like butter. It had to look different. Margarine needs to look like the population of Wisconsin. White. Because we don't see any sun for <laughs> three-fourths of the year. That's right. And then the other quarter of the year, we're scared of it. Because <laughs> we're There's, white. Yeah, because we're so white. Uh, I've been outside a lot more lately, and my husband said I was looking good, and it just means I, you know, I have cancer in my future. That's all it means. <laughs> you know what, though? I when When I die... I want myself destroyed as soon as possible. I don't want to be eaten. So I'm on the side of the frogs here. I don't want to be used for any purpose, honestly. <laughs> so I kind of get it. Maybe the frogs really lobbied for that. Yeah. I had a morbid thought the other day where I was tapping on my shin bones just because I was bored. And I was like, wow, my shin bones are really strong. Like, mm. I could be like a weapon. Like, my shin, like, if you took my shin bone after I was sure. dead and used it at the club, like, that would hurt someone. Well, and then I was you know. like, I feel powerful. My body is going to be a weapon. Wow. Um, that's a unique thought. I have a lot of time to think these days. I think no human has ever had that thought before. Congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like it, it, it's a, a superior thought to Magnolia. Oh, ow. Ouch. Also, ouch. <laughs> and then also, separate to that, I was going to say that when you die, I would go and take your bone and then beat people with it to fulfill your dying wish and make you feel strong even in death. But now I'm having second thoughts about it because wow. because you reminded me that I'm old and I'll probably die first. <laughs> so, OK, Wisconsin killed margarine, right? They're like, <laughs> you, fuck you, margarine. Yeah. And uh, so all I could think of is like they were basically like, hey, people with dairy allergies, go fuck yourself. You don't get to eat delicious food. Like toast. Well, you do, but it just has to be white. Yeah. White's overrated. I am so sick of white condiments. Ugh. I hate mayonnaise. What? I hate I it. Mayonnaise, I was mayonnaise literally that. makes me gag. Like Mayonnaise literally makes my life. No. Possibly. I mean, yes, for you, but not, I'm not going to deny you your life. But fried for eggs, me, I've been yeah. making a lot of... My, my quarantine go-to is a fried egg sandwich, which has got melted cheese and mayonnaise and salt and, and eggs in there. Mm. Everything except the mayonnaise sounds really good. I it feel is. like you could do it without the mayonnaise and it would be delicious. It would be all right, but you need the be... mayonnaise lubrication. I don't know. I don't, there's other lubrications. Yeah, I put some gun oil on there. Ew. <laughs> that, that seems like that would... All right. Anyway, quote from the Milwaukee <laughs> Journal Sentinel. Quote, in 1895, the state, to protect its dairy farmers, banned the manufacture and sale in the state of yellow oleomargarine. Mm-hmm. That's what it was called, I guess. Uh-huh. Oleomargarine. I do a lot of crosswords, and there are two versions of the word oleo. One is O-L-I-O, and one is O-L-E-O, and I can never remember which the fuck it is until I get the cross. That's how I, it's, that's my, you know, connection to the word oleo. Oh. I think this one's O-L-I-O. Nope. See? See, I was wrong. So, they would finally repeal the law 52 years ago, but what a wild run, right? Yeah, how long did it, what, when was it enacted? 1895. Oh, yeah. It did have quite quite a time when butter was riding high. So, okay, 
some of the laws that I found make a lot of sense. Okay. Like how in Alabama, it is illegal to drive while blindfolded. Um, only in Alabama? I mean, <laughs> this should be obviously <laughs> illegal everywhere. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, the one thing Alabama got right. I'm not, I'm not sure how this law came to pass, but I will say, wow, I yeah. cannot believe that it needed to be put on the books. Oh, um, man. And it makes me nervous to think what other laws might be on the books there. There if had they to be a that. spate of kind of blindfolded driving, right? For them to make a law about it, right? There needed to at least have been one incident where someone did it to make them feel like they needed to pass this. I think it's got to be more than one. I think I think that that in like that the 1930s perhaps there was like some fad. All the kids were driving blindfolded, you know. It's like today's drifting, but back then it was the blindfold driving where you'd get like a spotter in your yep. in the shotgun and they'd tell you where to go and you'd have a race. I I'm that sounds so Alabama now that I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> So, I found a really special one, and this one is a one-off for when they made the law. In Arizona, it is illegal to let a donkey sleep in your bathtub. Oh, well, I'm going to have to make some new travel plans, but why? Okay, so this law was created literally because of a one-off experience, uh, and I'm all for laws that, that... have reason to be on the books because of multiple occurrences or in case of a blindfold thing, common sense. Mm-hmm. But this one's really wild. Okay. Apparently in the 1920s, a rancher's house got flooded when a dam nearby broke. Mm-hmm. So like the dam explodes and it starts to flood all the area. Sure, and it was it dam floods. nearby too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, as you can guess, the flood picked up the tub where the donkey was sleeping and then took the donkey far away from the ranch. And the donkey's like in this tub and it's just like. Terrified like, donkey who's yeah. now not a sleeping donkey in a tub, but is now a canoeing donkey. He's a whitewater <laughs> yeah. rafting donkey. So and probably rancher, not asleep anymore. <laughs> the rancher is basically chasing after the donkey and most of the town came to help. And they're all like racing after this donkey to be like, we'll save you, donkey. The donkey really didn't like upset the, the tub. It really could just stay in there. Wow. It was just in there. I Instead of a terrified donkey now, I think that this was probably a very calm donkey. Maybe. Who was not like thrashing, right? Who was just like, well, okay. That's, see, I want to be that donkey where something like that happens. And you're like, well, all right, well, this is happening now. <laughs> That's go with the flow. I mean, that is. So quote from goodhousekeeping.com. Quote. <laughs> quote, this is not good housekeeping. Do not let your donkey <laughs> in your house. <laughs> quote, after working to rescue the animal, the town passed a law that prohibits donkeys from sleeping in the bathtub, though it's okay for them to stand in one. End Whoa. quote. <laughs> Look, donkeys need baths, okay? We're not gonna we're not we're not fascists, okay? Donkeys get baths and donkeys can stand in bathtubs, all right? Sure. But sleeping? I like the idea that they were like, Clem, listen, I know you've got a ranch and I know there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You can't let your damn donkey sleep in that dar tub, but it mm-hmm. can stand in it. He's insomniac everywhere else. 
and that's a shame for that damn donkey. But if that fucking donkey goes down the fucking river again, I'm not chasing it You're, in my pantaloons. You know what this means is I'm going to have to encase his entire stable in porcelain. You know what this has got to goddamn cost me? <laughs> I fucking love the idea that there's a fucking barn somewhere. There's a fucking barn somewhere that's just literally being encased in porcelain. I love the farmer who loves his donkey that much, honestly. <laughs> it's my only friend! <laughs> None of you will drink with me! You would not like him when he doesn't get enough sleep. <laughs> He's a biter. <laughs> so, it does seem kind of rude and a little salt in the wound to pass that law because of one donkey. <laughs> but hey, you know, people who pass laws are rational, right? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That guy, Clem, had to feel very targeted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling very attacked. <laughs> so that is uh, 87 uh, yays and one no. Uh, that motion passes. <laughs> it's unanimous. God damn you. <laughs> so, all right. Here's another California law that I actually appreciate. Okay. It's illegal to whistle for a lost canary before 7 a.m. in Berkeley, California. Oh, God, you damn hippies. Why? You are not allowed to whistle for that lost bird before 7 a.m., and there's no explanation for it. Okay. But all I can think of is this was another one-off where somebody did this outside the mayor's house and woke him up, or, you know, with that little boy constantly losing their canary. Also, once this bird is gone, what makes you think they're going to come back? So, like, why are you fucking whistling for a bird? It's gone. This one's really stupid, too, because you could be outside whistling for your canary, but then when you get caught, you'd be like, I was whistling for a dog. You know, it's like so hard to prove that you're whistling for a canary, isn't it? I guess so. The burden of proof here is really tough. But if you're holding your arm up in the air and you're like, here, Priscilla. <laughs> here, Priscilla. I can't. Oh. I'm a very law-abiding person in the first place, but I could never break this law. I can't whistle. Oh, you can't whistle? I would have to be out in the morning at 6.45 going, Priscilla! <laughs> 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 Fucking Priscilla! <laughs> <laughs> why can't you whistle i don't know i can't i just never have been able to you know what i can't do i can't do not tell me put your lips together and blow i do not No, i can't i can't roll my r's oh can you roll your r's terrible see well i get to whistle you get to roll your r's together we make one person <laughs> let's head over to georgia shall we <laughs> Georgia, sure. <laughs> All right. For some reason, they have a law on the books that it is illegal to live on your boat for more than 30 days a year. On land, sure. Quote from law.justia.com, quote, occupying a live aboard for more than 30 days during any calendar year, provided, however, that the commissioner may grant extensions of time beyond 30 days to persons making a request in writing stating the reasons for such extension. Owners of docks where liveaboards are moored, as well as owners and occupants of liveaboards, are responsible under this part, end quote. So that's like the law. So you can't live on a houseboat? Not in Georgia. It's a houseboat. You know, not in Georgia. That's ridiculous. You know there are people living on houseboats in Georgia. They're all outlaws. I found all some interesting information about this one on uh, criminaldefensetucson.com. Okay. 
That's as far from Georgia as you can get. But yeah. <laughs> so basically, in 1992, the Georgia legislature decided, you know, 30 days, one calendar year on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason was there was a section of houseboats along the Altamaha River. Oh, okay. And the local residents were like, they're ugly and they're going to fuck up the environment. I see. So this law is not because Georgia is like no haven for houseboats. This is because Georgia has so many fucking houseboats that they got fed up. The uh, trailer park of the sea. Yeah. So (laughs) the thing is, though, that people who live on houseboats got really pissy about this and were like, I can imagine that's yeah, it's my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's my house. Every bed is a waterbed. Yeah. Well, they're, they're like, how can this law be upheld? Since you can't watch a boat 24 hours a day, you don't know if I'm here for more than 30 days. Yeah, true. What are you going to do? Put a cop outside of every fucking houseboat and be like, oh, this is day one. (laughs) Day two. This is day three, Mildred. I'm looking at you. You're already one-tenth of your way through. Do your job. (laughs) So apparently people are still fighting the law and lawmakers have changed it to 90 days on a boat with no questions asked. See, that's so funny because my dream is to live 90 days on a boat. I love it. I love being on cruises. Mm-hmm. That's like living on a boat. It is It is living on a boat. So let's head over to Tennessee, shall we? Sure. I mentioned Netflix passwords, right? Oh, yes, you did. So in Tennessee, it's illegal to share your Netflix password with anyone who doesn't live under the same roof. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's illegal in Tennessee? Yep. Wow. The lobbyists from Netflix really got to Tennessee, didn't they? I guess so. I don't even think Netflix really cares. That much? I don't think they do. Because no. so many subscribers that a few people not having a subscription, like and like exes and friends have falling outs and then the password changes and they're gonna need to buy a subscription anyway. So it's like mm-hmm. I guess though this is why Tennessee has like ten mile long roofs. Oh <laughs> listen, I don't want to break the law. <laughs> but I do want you to have this. So <laughs> we're gonna build one big roof. We're taking my roof to your house. The person in the middle, their, the other house is like, why are you building a roof into my roof, into their roof? It's free shade. Shut up, Martha. <laughs> I have seasonal affective disorder. I need the sunlight. <laughs> Fucking Martha. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I hate her. <laughs> so it seems like the law is never enforced, and I'm curious... If it was one of those laws where it's like it's a convenient law that they can use when they want to use it mm. kind of deal. Um, sure, sure. It didn't really fix any problems. No, and if you maybe if you want to uh, hold somebody, say, for three, four days, you charge them with that, you know, while you while you figure out what they really did or yeah, at, at least what you can say they did. Sure. Not a bad tactic unless you're, you know, a law abiding law enforcement officer. But sure. Totally. So now we come to a law that makes me sad that it needs to be on the books. Oh, yeah. The incest thing? No. No. Oh, wait. What? Wait. Oh, wait. What are you talking about? In Ohio, <laughs> there is a law that says all operators who are in charge of an underground coal mine must make sure that they have enough toilet paper for each toilet. <laughs> yeah, they needed a law for this, basically. <laughs> Okay, but I think I know where some of those canaries went. Priscilla! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Priscilla, what did they do to you? (laughs) What have they done? (laughs) No amount of whistling. (laughs) 
So oh, poor girl. I don't understand people who are like, my workers don't shit. They won't need toilet paper. It's like, have you met humans? Mm-hmm. I, I have met some humans, and uh, so far they all poop, to my knowledge. There's literally a fucking book about it. It's mm-hmm. literally called Everybody Poops. Yeah, and it's not even about just humans. Elephants poop. Yes. Canaries poop. And even if you don't poop the conventional way, you're still expelling bile one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a coal mine, I guess. I don't know, because you're also eating all day with that, you know, charcoal dust. Oh. (laughs) I don't know if they're eating it or if it's just causing... Well, they don't mean to eat it. You know, it just goes in there, though. Oh, boy. There's a law here in Georgia (laughs) that I'm very curious about. Okay. In Dublin, Georgia, no relation to Dublin, Ireland, I believe. Doubtful. Probably named after this, the town Dublin, Ireland, but okay. You can only wear a mask if you are under the age of 16 and it's Halloween. Even now? Quote from the DailyMeal.com. Quote, it is unlawful for anyone to wear a mask, hood, or other item to conceal their face or identity in public places. End quote. But now, I don't know if it's still in effect since we're in a pandemic. I mean, this is Georgia we're talking about. So didn't the the governor of Georgia go around saying, yeah, you cannot have mandatory mask laws? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. This one's just sad. This one just makes me sad now. This is the kind of thing where I understand the the kind of idea behind it in the first place where they, you know, at Halloween time, they're worried about older kids wearing a mask and vandalizing stuff and they can't catch them or they're just scared people who don't want people wearing masks because they think that you're going to be a criminal and it's like this is one of those cases where it's like you could write a law that says if you wear a mask and commit a crime it's worse than if you just commit a crime Hmm. but wearing a mask like if the people have autoimmune things and they need to wear a mask Mm -hmm. that's pretty well this is really interesting because this is the one example that you have that's like an anti-mask law. Yep. Yeah. Last year, that would have been quirky. This year, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. So because it's terrifying, let's do one more Halloween law before we wrap it up. Okay. Like a mummy. <laughs> yes. Was there ever... There's got to be a Halloween song like the mummy rap. It's got to be, right? I'm a mummy from the pyramid. Hey, you're hearing it. I don't rap. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying is we need to go back in time and get that to be a chart topper like the Monster Mash. It was the mummy rap. Yeah, exactly. It'll have to be 82, 83 oh. to go back to. Well, before I was born, so. Well, I. you know what? You're not invited anyway. You're not even fucking invited. I don't want a baby. I don't want a baby with me trying to write a rap song. You were probably the one. Never mind. It's too long an explanation. Go ahead. <laughs> so Delaware, like many states, has plenty of towns and laws about Halloweening hours, right? Lots of places around the country have Halloween laws about like no silly string during Halloween or you can't be out after a certain hour or if you're under this age, you must have an adult. Those kind of things, right? Sure. Common sense stuff. Yeah. But in Rehoboth Beach... If Halloween is to fall on a Sunday, you must only go trick-or-treating on the Saturday before. Halloween is not to be celebrated on Sunday ever. The fuck? Yeah. Because it's profane or what? I don't know. I guess it's God's Day or something. Do they actually, like, adhere to this? They do. Whoa. That's really weird. 
As, as it said, there's really no Halloween this year, so... Although, for children of every other, you know, that's wonderful. What an opportunity. For a teenager, for like a 15-year-old, right, or a 16-year-old who can drive, but also who can still go and trick-or-treat, you know, then you do the Saturday in Rehoboth Beach, and then Sunday... You go, I don't know, one town over, and you get two fucking Halloweens. Wow. That's, yes. Wow. Maybe that's actually, what this law is about. Yeah. We want our kids to have all the candy. That's right. In Delaware, we get all the candy on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the bright side? I don't know. What's the downside? This has been lovely. So first, most of these laws aren't actually enforced anymore. So the stupidy, the more stupid ones are like nobody's dealing with it. Thank God, because I've got to do something with this donkey in this bathroom. <laughs> it, it has been literally standing here for decades, not sleeping. I don't know how it's, it's alive. Yeah, I, I like this one. I, I wish you'd told me it wasn't enforced anymore a little earlier, but it's fine. In some cases, the laws make sense and you really shouldn't need them blindfolded driving but glad they're on the books from what i could see none of the laws were actually put in place because of death although the blindfolded driving maybe it was <laughs> yeah that one i think has the uh, largest chance yeah. <laughs> of having been inspired by a human death <laughs> <laughs> and the other big thing is we all had a good laugh right yeah ex- yeah I, I did this this is a uh, this has been really fun actually for me personally don't give a fuck about anyone else's experience clearly <laughs> from the way I talk, but it's been great for me. So it's a good hour. <laughs> I guess, I guess I need to be fair. Some frogs died in the making of their law, but that, but no, no humans though. Yes. All right. That was a downer, but this has been really a nice time. So thank you so much, Jason, for bringing that to my attention. It's always so good to see you. It's good to see you. Thank you. I know you have a ton more uh, work to do today with your, with your campaigning. Yes. Good luck to you with it. Everybody, go vote. I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear any sort of bitching and moaning about how you don't want to vote. I don't care. Go vote. <laughs> you heard it from Jason himself, and uh, from me as well. Go vote. You voting is happening now. You can do it very easily from your living room. So, and obviously, it. vote for who you want to vote for. Uh, if that person is Biden, if the person you want to vote vote for is Trump, then don't vote. Definitely don't participate <laughs> in the process. Um, vote down ballot. Make sure you vote down ballot. Uh, do your research. Figure out who you like. I I like you. I like doing this. I'll see you again next week. Thanks everybody for joining us. Have a wonderful week. Good luck to you out there. <laughs> yes. See you soon. Bye bye. Damn it, Harold! They said no more sleeping in the tub. <laughs> We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.TheBrightSideWithKevinAndJason.com Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on The, the Bright, bright Side! side.